everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Ployer. I'm the founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, as well as the host of this broadcast, Empowering Homeschool Conversations, that is hosted by SPED Homeschool. Um, we just thank you for being part of our community and joining us in these weekly conversations that we have that we hope empower you to home educate your learner at home that may be struggling in some areas or may be struggling in a lot of areas. Um, but we're here to encourage you, equip you, and to help you um, just have the resources that you need in in home educating so you feel like I can do this. Um, and that's why we're here. Um, so I see people are already popping on. Excited to see you here. Um, I know this is a different time than we normally do it, but, um, but we're glad that um, you found us. And um, just know that you can pop in and say where you're from and any questions you might have, all of that throughout this entire conversation. That's why we do go live. And and so you can put that in the feed either on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching from. If you are watching on the Empowered Homeschool Network, um, just know that you have to click into the YouTube video in order to make a comment. If you make a comment on that platform, it'll just stay in that discussion um, on that page. So we want you to um, definitely be able to reach us. So pop into that YouTube video video and um, watch us from there. So we are continuing our discussion about preschool this month and super excited about this topic because um, as I was going and speaking at homeschool conferences right after the pandemic, we found that our whole demographics of homeschoolers had changed <laughs> in that small time period. And a lot of the parents who were coming into conferences were coming in with children that weren't even school age yet, which we had never seen before. And they're saying, we're going to homeschool from the start. We want to know how to do preschool and we want to know how to have, get our kids ready for, um, for kindergarten, first grade. So, um, so we, we knew that our resources on our website and our YouTube channel were kind of lacking in that area. So that's why we're focusing on preschool this month. And it's why I asked this very special guest we have today, um, Leilani Melendez, I am so excited to have you here. I just thank you for taking time to join us on our broadcast and and to share a little bit with us about some of the things that you have learned. And we're talking about advantages of homeschooling a child with special needs um, just into these preschool years. So um, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I just thank you again for for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we would love to just kind of get to know a little bit of your story, um, and, and your family and, um, just maybe how your, your homeschooling journey started so that our viewers can kind of get to know you a little better and, um, some of your background as we, we kind of go in through the questions, I guess, helping give, give them a better understanding of who you are, where you come from. Um, and, and yeah, it, That'd okay. be great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So my name's Leilani. I am a homeschool mom, obviously. <laughs> I have four <laughs> children. And the oldest one is 12. The youngest one is five. The youngest one has Down syndrome. The Well, there's four. Yeah, there's there's four. So uh, he's 12, 11, 8. And then the two, the two girls are 8 and 5. Wow. So we are just now entering into kindergarten, but it still feels like some preschool material. Hmm. So my, which of course, that's one of, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
a little bit about me. Um, I was a public school teacher for 10 years and a private school wow. teacher for 10 years. And I decided to homeschool. I, I was a believer right from the get-go, Christian, <laughs> right from the get-go. Um, I was saved before I went at, in as a teacher, but I always felt like this mm. emptiness when I was a teacher and I wanted my own children. I wanted to teach them. But mm. when I saw my kids, you know, as babies growing up and just, you know, you think about those things when you're in school, like, what is my child going to be like when they're here? And right. just really a lot of deep thinking. Mm. <laughs> it was just, I, I'm going to homeschool. And so uh -huh. when my second son was born, Mm -hmm. I went ahead and I put in my resignation. I went ahead and finished out the year because I had already started it, finished out the year. And then we just decided to start homeschooling. Wow. And even, well, the oldest, it wasn't, I mean, I guess it's homeschooling. He was preschool. I guess right. three, <laughs> the oldest one was three, but it was a stay at home mom. And there was a lot of sacrifices mm -hmm. that we had to make. We had to move into a smaller home. Mm -hmm. um, my husband, I'm one of the lucky ones where my husband was, when I told him we were going to homeschool his his response was it's about time because wow. he knew that we needed to homeschool before I did. Hmm. And he said, I mean, him and both my father said very supportive. They said, if anyone oh, was going to do it, job, I know not everybody has this luxury. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very fortunate. Um, but if anybody was going to homeschool, you can. So hmm. that encouraged me. It gave me a lot of yeah. you know, motivation. I started mm -hmm. going to school conventions um, reading everything, learning as much as I can, uh, mm -hmm. made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> made a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my oldest son, I don't really talk too much about him, but he actually has ADHD. He's growing mm -hmm. out of dyspraxia, but he also has OCD and anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that until he was a lot I mean, I kind of suspected there was something going on. We mm -hmm. actually, we did get him tested for autism. Um, he did not pass the test. And well, I guess he did pass the test. He wasn't diagnosed with autism. Diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And, but he scored like one point from that. Um, so mm -hmm. they just put, you know, and then it was, I almost regret getting yeah. that evaluation done because it was, it was very traumatizing for him, but oh, that's hard. Mm -hmm. it was really difficult. But because of that, I mean, it helped me understand a little bit more what's going on. And mm -hmm. we also were able to get him a scholarship. And, and so, you know, that was, that was, that was right. good. And it's, it's kind of nice. You point out those things too. Yes, it was traumatizing. Yes. I learned something. Um, and I mean, so there's, there's, there's positives and negatives on yeah. either, either side and parents really do have to weigh those. And especially mm -hmm. when, cause I'm assuming he was younger when you did those. We did it when he was in fourth grade. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. Younger. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, it's, it's always a toss up as to, yeah. you know, is this going to help me? Is this going to, you know, traumatize them and you kind of just have to go with wherever you have peace and and then just know that yes maybe it was traumatizing but we're going to get through this and God's yeah. going to cover that and yeah you know, that's where we're going to go with it yeah yeah and it helps me understand him a little bit more mm -hmm. um, I myself have ADHD so we could completely relate to each other uh -huh. <laughs> Um, and I can kind of share him some ideas, like things, ways that I worked through things, but, mm -hmm. so, but then my youngest came along and it was kind of, 
it was easy. It was easy to decide to homeschool her because I already had three that I homeschooled right. already. And I was confident at that point, but she is definitely, it, it, it's ups and downs. It's, mm -hmm. you just have to get to know her and right. it does. And so that's actually why I started the YouTube channel because I wanted to bring awareness to mm. kids with Down syndrome, but I also wanted to bring uh, other parents that have kids that have any disabilities that it is possible to homeschool them. And, you know, yeah. that's just, a big just deal. That exposure yeah. and that encouragement. I mean, so many people just, I mean, once you use, you, I mean, you can hear, but when you see, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, it just brings that realization. Maybe it's not as hard as I'm, I'm, picturing it in my mind that it's going to be, you know, we have all these premonitions of, of things and then you, you just kind of embrace it. And yeah, we, um, at our family camp, the young man doing our photography had down syndrome and he was the life of the party for the entire week. <laughs> and <Neither>. Yeah. <laughs> so, but she is too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's my motivation behind it. It's different. It's definitely different homeschooling her than it is with my others. Mm. There are challenges, but there's also a lot of things that are easier. Huh. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think we go into a lot of things just expecting everything's going to be hard. And so that's a nice realization for you that, oh, <laughs> yeah. And maybe your boys were harder in some other areas. <laughs> yes. And Hannah, yeah, the the third child, the daughter, yes, hmm. a handful too. Okay, <laughs> it can be boys or girls, yes. yes I know, I just... <laughs> it was just I had two older boys, and yes, oh, yeah. they were they were hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's it's almost like there's challenges in every anything you put your hands into when it comes to homeschooling. There's always the challenges. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think we, and we can kind of tend to look at it with, you know, it's it's all going to be sunshine and roses or it's all going to be like awful and we're going to be, you know, just running away from our children. But there there is a happy medium in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we just go with the ups and downs. It, yeah, uh, that definitely yes. is the, the way to look at it. Um, I would love for you to start a conversation just on homeschooling advantages for special needs preschool by sharing with us some of the unique circumstances that have surrounded your homeschool preschool years with your daughter. Uh, well, I think the biggest thing would be the flexibility. Hmm. Um, so with Naomi, um, I mean, I'm a big supporter of therapies especially mm -hmm. getting the therapist that meshes best with you mm -hmm. and having her at home during the preschool years, we're not, we're not scheduled to go to school during the day. And we have yeah. all this extra free time where we can pick and choose which therapist is best for her, which one she meshes well. And mm -hmm. we've been through a couple of therapists. Um, and usually the ones that are really good have mornings open quicker. Huh. So we're able, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you're going to school at that right. age yeah. so the uh -huh. are free and you can just slide right in there. Oh, I have, mm -hmm. you know, at eight o'clock open. Can you come? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> She's up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's nice because 
we're able to also bring the other kids and sometimes, sometimes not, we kind of play with the schedule a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, they can be a part of the therapies and it's just more like a family affair. I love therapies. It's, and I know some people, you know, will say it's not necessarily homeschooling, but the therapists that I work with, mm. they have me in there with them and That's they're awesome. teaching me. Yeah. And they're teaching my siblings how to work with her yeah. or her siblings, not my siblings, her siblings, yep. how to work with her. And, um, it's like, you know, my, her speech therapist always says, whatever you guys are working on, we're working on here in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And so I'll come to her and I'm like, we're studying butterflies this week. Can we do butterflies? Or I'll bring in Naomi's favorite book of the week that she seems to be, you know, obsessing fixated about. on. Yeah. <laughs> fixated on. Yeah. And we'll work with her talker and learn vocabulary. And mm. even the speech therapist now is showing me some things that'll help her with her reading skills. And cool. so, I mean, that's just the support that you get and the flexibility and the fact that you get to pick and choose Right. which therapist, you can try them out. You have more time. I mean, of course there's doctor appointments that, mm -hmm. you and, and a lot of, we had heart surgery, she had heart surgery. And so there was a lot of cardiologists, a lot of mm -hmm. blood work, a lot of those things. And we didn't have to worry too much about missing a day of school or, right. you know, yeah. and the therapists are flexible. They can schedule a different mm -hmm. time and they can schedule over summer I know in the public schools, you know, it takes a while for the therapist to get with the kids in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, they got to do all right. the paperwork. And then of course, when testing comes around and then it starts to taper off at the end of the year. And so you don't get that full year of therapy. This, in, in this situation, we've got that full, full calendar year, not school right. calendar year. So you're we not catching that. up and yeah. yeah, that whole lag There's time. There's no breaks yeah. unless mm -hmm. we get sick. And if we get sick, right. we just reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. So that has been the biggest draw. Mm -hmm. so. Well, it makes it less stressful on you as well as your child too. And yeah. I love that you found a therapist that works with your kids and really trains you too. That is so important. We, we talk so much about that team approach and, and your therapist bringing your kids is making them part of that team too. Yeah. Um, so she, your daughter has this huge support system with your entire family and it's, it's, yeah, that's being cultivated. Yeah, so. and actually yesterday, I think, I don't, oh, no, my, nope, it was Friday. Uh, she had speech therapy, and the therapist, I actually brought her in with no siblings because my, my husband was home. Uh -huh. She said, can you bring Hannah in next week? Because Hannah has instilled something so beautiful in Naomi, which is pretend play. And she was mm -hmm. telling me how she doesn't see that pretend play in other children. But the oh. fact that Naomi's home with her sister and they're doing, mm -hmm. you know, dolls and doctor and kitchen and her mm -hmm. sisters, her sister's eight. So there's a three year difference, but her difference, but her sister has taken such ownership of, you know, she's like, I am the sibling. Oh, my <laughs> sister had to play. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't like pretend play. <laughs> I never <laughs> did either. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I let, I let Hannah do all the pretend play with her. And mm. so that's one of the, the huge benefits of having her yes. at home. With Too. Yes. We, when we noticed this um, on our family retreat, somebody took me aside. I can't remember who it was. And they said, you know, the difference between homeschool families and public school families that have disabilities, the siblings actually enjoy 
their sibling with a disability. They say, we, we don't see that normally, um, which broke my heart because, you know, as a homeschool family, we learn to embrace everybody um, and for, instead of just sending them off um, to their own little pockets, you know, and, and schools and saying they'll, they'll just deal with you and then we'll just come together, maybe have a meal and then, you know, survive with one another at home. Um, and that's, that's just a beautiful picture um, that you have given us of how your family cultivates that. Um, yeah. I love it. And that, that flexibility really does. Um, you, you need time, not just, um, just quality activities to make that happen. And, and that free play is so important. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's awesome that she has a sister that, yeah. um, that enjoys that. <laughs> it's so interesting because each of the siblings have a different kind of relationship with her. Hmm. So one of the brothers is super protective of her. Huh. I mean, over, almost to the point where I don't, I don't have to worry. Right. In fact, he gets on my case. <laughs> he goes, Mom. You're not watching her right now. I'm like, she's in the playroom. She's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right next to her. What if she falls? Like he's, he's very protective of Aww. her. And then the older brother likes to teach her and read her books and spend mm. time showing her how to do things. So he, he actually, he's funny. He wants to be a teacher. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. And you're cultivating things in, in each of those children too, that, you know, empathy and, you know, their own skill sets that, you know, a lot of times we miss when we don't take advantage of those, that flexibility in our schedule and just allowing that play to happen and that interaction instead of saying, we got to get to the books, we got to get to the next thing, next subject. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so for the next <laughs> question now, schedules. <laughs> so how do how do you handle scheduling and, and what is the advantage of scheduling too with, um, with homeschooling preschool? So that, I mean, that comes down to all the therapies. We're able to schedule them mm -hmm. whenever, but right. we do try to stack them. So they happen back to back in the same area, mm -hmm. the best that we can. And I think that that happens because we're so flexible. We can do that. Yeah. Um, we we are able to pick out our co-ops, fit in our dance, but also still have uh, Hannah takes dance class and um, mm -hmm. the boys are taking archery. But we're able to fit in those extracurriculum curriculum activities and still have that time at home with dad mm -hmm. and mom. And actually, my husband has a very unique work schedule. He hmm. is actually a paramedic. So okay. he goes to work three days a week and he'll go to work at 12 PM. So he mm -hmm. has all his mornings free with us. And that's usually the time that we're able to do family Bible studies. And, mm. you know, sometimes we'll split it up where he takes Naomi to the doctor's appointment or therapies. And then I stay home with the kids. And so we're able to just kind of maneuver things. Right. Yeah. Having other people tell us how to do things. <laughs> yeah. Just, Except his job, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. He got some time constraints, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting, and yeah. Nowadays, with the price of gas, the more you can stack things in a certain area, the better. <laughs> yeah, she has her physical therapy, occupational therapy, and her aqua therapy all in the same area. Her speech therapy is a half an hour away, so that one's the only one that we have to really 
but we're able to we're able to stack that one too. I also have my mother-in-law who comes once a week. I always joke and say it's per marriage counseling that she has to come to, or marriage, I'm sorry, not counseling, per marriage uh, certificate. It's written in the, you know, when we got married. Right, you're right. (laughs) I have to have my grandkids once a week. So she actually comes to our house and um, (laughs) marriage contract. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. She comes to our house once a week and she'll watch the kids and she'll take Naomi to therapies and you know, oh, I'm able to have awesome. a little bit of time to myself or just able to focus on the other kids. So, right. yeah. Yeah. That's great help too. And again, that's another part of your team that, that you yeah. built. So you have a great supportive team that, you know, just hearing you talk about all the different therapies and um, just activities and, um, and family too. So it's, that, that's what makes it doable. I think we try too much sometimes to do it on our own. And when kids are little, we don't, we just think, well, you know, it's just preschool, but, um, but sometimes you know, fitting those things in where they need them and, and building that community for yourself is, is so important because you're educating yourself. Like, you know, you talked about when you first started homeschooling, you said, I did all the research. I went to the homeschool conferences, but, but when you have a child with a disability, you know, with Down syndrome, there isn't a whole lot of resources out there, especially for homeschooling. And, and so you're, you're equipping yourself um, with those, those different things. It takes a lot more digging. Yes. But when you find that other family that is in the same Mm. situation as you, it's like you get each other. Yeah. And see, I'm even thinking too with parents that don't have that family support system, there's other people Mm -hmm. out there in the same kind of situation that they can connect with. I mean, I've heard stories where it's almost like a commune situation where, you know, the moms come over to the house and they cook dinner together and they teach together. You know, mm-hmm. even though they don't live together, they're still able to help each other once or twice a week. And right. I think it's our pride sometimes as a parent. Hmm. We don't let ourselves to let people in to yes. help us because we want to prove mm-hmm. that. You kind of mentioned that and it yeah. reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lot of pride. Yeah. Um, we think I can do this all myself and nobody has to you know, we'll make it look picture perfect. Um, I, I, we had a comment from one of our, our viewers called world homeschool. And she said, I'm a homeschool mom with three special needs daughters. I just recently started an Instagram page for our homeschool journey. We're so excited for this year. Well, I hope, yeah, I'm excited for you too, you know, and make it real. Yeah. <laughs> I know Lilani does. Um, and you oh, know, I wanna, it was homeschool world. Is that our Instagram? Yep. Homeschool world. Okay. Yep. I'm going to write that down. So, yeah, we'll have, definitely have to out. follow you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the more exposure we can get out there that this is, I mean, it's doable. It's workable. I mean, that's, that's what our organization really, we founded on it. Cause I remember going to homeschool conferences and I say this a lot um, and I come home crying. It's, mm-hmm. there was nothing there for me. And, um, you know, and even the support, it felt like, you know, yeah, I had to have my child in college by the age of the age of 12 and <laughs> that wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, there are, there are so many, in our community and to just be real that, yeah, the house isn't perfect all the time and the kids don't always behave all the time, but boy, we're learning (laughs) and we're, we're learning what's important. (laughs) Right. I try to show that on my channel. I do. 
Um, but I, it's funny because people, you know, start judging you and they start getting kind of nasty with the comments, but I try oh. to be real as real yeah. as I can get. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say with my mother-in-law, um, back to the whole pride issue in the beginning when my mother-in-law was very insistent about spending time with her grandchildren and telling mm-hmm. me that she's here to help, but she had to really push her way and we ah. fought, we fought so much. And I don't think it was until we had like the worst argument ever. Mm-hmm. And we both had to humble ourselves and admit that we were wrong, both of us. And mm-hmm. it was all hugs and all those things that we were able to overcome that, that pride. And I'm allowing her into my mm-hmm. home. Like, I don't even care what she does. I'm like, the fact that she's <laughs> here is huge. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that she wants to, because there's so many parents that don't want to be a part of yeah. their. Or they're just, I mean, my husband's away. parents were yeah. too old. Yes, my my husband's the youngest by 19 years. Mm-hmm. So by the time we had kids, they just couldn't keep up. Yeah. And then my parents ended up adopting 14 or yeah. <laughs> and so I, I have 14 siblings, 10 who are adopted and my parents are still raising kids now. <laughs> so it, yeah, but, but yeah, I, to have that help and it, it does take some humbling too, yeah. because you're allowing somebody into your house who wants to have a say, I mean, it's their grandkids, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <Yes. yeah. laughs> and they and have learned life lessons, but yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It is hard, but it's funny because we work together more now mm. and with her. And I'm, I mean, she takes Naomi to therapies and come ho- comes home and she's like, so the therapist told me to work on this with Naomi and she wanted to pass this along to you. And I'm like, great. You know, and oh, so then I'm able awesome. to, so we communicate all the time. And it's just, I mean, I, I think once you put aside your pride, especially mm. with in-laws, there's so, there's, there's such a blessing that comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's very biblical too. Yeah. Lay down our pride. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, those are really good lessons. Um, yeah. It's just sometimes really hard to learn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, big fight. Like, it was bad. <laughs> so, let's jump into curriculum a little bit. Okay. What can you share with us about advantages homeschoolers have in this area in teaching preschool? Well, with preschool, I mean, you have choices. That's, mm. I think, the biggest thing instead of, and, oh, well, and your hands are in it. So when yeah. you're teaching your kids, like, let's say you just, let's pick, you know, we handwriting without tears, which is mm-hmm. a great curriculum. We use that. For I used bit. it for all my kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm learning to teach Naomi. I'm learning, you know, you know, proper ways to hold a pencil, the pressure, all those things. Mm. And I'm watching her respond to my teaching. We're connecting. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm, I was talking to her occupational therapist, therapist about all of these things. Mm-hmm. She would give me input and it was because the only, they only work what once or twice a week with two hours a week. Right. And they're, yeah. they're, they're basically the therapist, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they're just training you. They're not, <laughs> yeah. they're training you. Um, but I'm able to see what she needs to work on. And so I'm bringing that, you know, outside of the curriculum and you know maybe yeah. we're sending 
in church and she's drawing and I can gently correct something mm-hmm. or walking and maybe there's, you know, you know, little things here and there that you think of because it's, it's in the right. forefront of your mind. You're thinking about it often mm-hmm. and it also brings you closer together with, yeah. you know, and if the curriculum doesn't work and it's not working for them, like if it's not their learning style, you can chuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and find one that does fit. I mean, we had a situation where we were in that situation. It wasn't handwriting without tears, but there was something we tried and we tried it for two months and it was just not working. So we checked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't mm-hmm. her learning style. And even I'm really close with her OT. After talking to her, you know, we both decided it just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. And so now we're doing, so we did handwriting without tears. I, I, also, you can make up your own curriculum with preschool because then yeah. it just gets a lot of Play-Doh and mm. finger play with the paints and the, mm-hmm. it's all fine motor skills and creating right. letters with Play-Doh and finger paint. And I mean, handwriting mm-hmm. without tears, these magnet things and building the mm-hmm. letters. And I mean, you don't have to yeah. be married to a curriculum either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Have to have a you can just go play with the mud outside and <laughs> make sure they don't need it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, the, the, the possibilities are endless. It's, you know, just knowing what you basically kind of should teach before first grade or kindergarten, you know, and then just kind of work slowly on, on those things in a creative, fun way. Um, curriculum really isn't all that necessary. Um, I remember um, very early on, somebody had told me, you should homeschool. And and so I went to a homeschool conference and she got me this book. um, I can't remember the name of it now. Hopefully it'll come to me. But it was was like everything your child needs to know before first grade or no, it wasn't that. But it was, it had a lesson every week from the time they were born until their first day of kindergarten. A slow okay. and steady get me ready is what it was called. Okay. And and it was super cheap because you can buy it used right. <laughs> just about anywhere. And it had a lesson every week and it was with stuff around your house. And okay. and it had things just, but it, it showed me very easily that, oh, we can, we can do this without, you know, all the extra stuff. But, but I, I do have to say that learning without tears, even since when I last used it, um, that handwriting, their curriculum has, they've added to it even more and it is quite impressive. And just all of the hand things they have and not even with grip. And so, so yeah, there are some, some really good ones out there too. Mm -hmm. We're uh, using so happy to learn right now, which was hmm. actually, have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. So that one was actually written specifically for Downs. Okay. So it's it's really good. She has videos all online, sample Mm. lessons, and it's very flexible too. So Very cool. Yeah. you can start it. I mean, you can start it at three, four, whenever you Mm. want to start it. Mm -hmm. So... That's neat. Yeah, yeah. it's really neat. Mm-hmm. It's teaching them how to read. And okay. she, you know, there's training involved with it. She mm-hmm. you know, shows you typical, you know, with Down syndrome, they do sight words because they mm-hmm. miss that developmental stage. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't remember what she called it, but um, something with speech. Like okay. they missed the, the phonographic, I don't know what stage it was, but 
because of that, they cite, they cite read. Ah, so uh-huh. typical. Yeah. I mean, obviously mm. there's an exception to everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like when you pointed out earlier that, you know, as you do this curriculum, you are so observant as a parent outside of even the teaching, like structured time um, with the curriculum, it just becomes a way of parenting that mm-hmm. those correct things. So like the pencil holding, the crayon holding, the, you know, the speech. Um, I'm sure you're talking all the time. (laughs) And so you're, you're working back and forth with those types of things. And, you know, as these therapists work with you and, you know, you're, you're, you're building off these curriculums, you're just incorporating that into life. And, Mm -hmm. and so it isn't just, like you said, an an hour or two a week, it's like immersive. And yeah. it does make a huge difference in, in helping children progress faster. Yeah. So, Another but, thing that I thought of when you were talking earlier about, you don't have to have a curriculum. Hmm. One of the things my mother-in-law has really pushed to teach her is to teach her how to clean. Ah, that's a great thing to learn. <laughs> but I realize that's a life skill that they're going to need. Mm-hmm. Some of our kids with special needs, they're never going to go to college, you know, realistically, or, you know, they're never going to, you know, maybe they'll never learn how to write, Mm. but their skills, life skills, like cleaning that needs to be done and they're capable of doing it. So why not make that into a curriculum? My daughter does dishes. She Mm. loves it. She loves to vacuum (laughs) and she's five. (laughs) (laughs) She'll, if she sees any dishes in the sink, she brings over her step stool, stands up, turns on the sink and starts scrubbing away. And it's, I mean, it gets messy and I'm like, not right yeah. now, please. Cause I always have to stand <laughs> her when she does it. Uh-huh. She, that's one of her things and folding laundry um, for many, many, uh-huh. many weeks. She doesn't do it as much anymore, but she would wake up in the morning, go to the laundry room, pull out the laundry basket, dump it on the floor and start organizing all the clothes. Oh, and wow. she's five. Yeah. And she folds them. She'll the best that she can, she'll fold them. Mm-hmm. So oh, I mean yeah. it's a blessing. It mm-hmm. sometimes gets annoying, but I'll take the blessing. <laughs> yes, exactly. It it's all in how you, you look at it. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly and, sort of. <laughs> yes. It really no, because I mean, if you don't do it then, what you're gonna do is it's structured as a teenager and then they resist it. So you might Mm -hmm. as well do it when they want to do it (laughs) and, and teach it. Yeah. When it's, it's not probably as easy, but, but those skills will be then there. And so when they do get resistive, (laughs) at least it'll be something that they know. And you can say, well, I know you know how to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's such a huge advantage. Definitely. And we've kind of already, tapped into the the sibling thing. Is there anything else that you wanted to add into there? Um, hmm. I think we, I did. I just jumped right into talking about that. Modeling those kind of things that they mm-hmm. do. Um, let's see. Yeah, no, I, I think I covered all of the siblings. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, it's nice. I just thought of something, (laughs) but it's nice to have the siblings, like you mentioned before, love working with their, their Mm -hmm. sibling that has a special need. 
Right. Because they're also going to be bringing that into the world. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. awareness. They're also more sensitive mm-hmm. to people that have struggles and the more empathy, more patience, mm-hmm. and they're bringing that to the community. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have yeah. a, a friend that was a sibling of her brother had severe autism. She was homeschooled mm-hmm. and she has grown up and she's the manager of a home for special needs mm-hmm. that are so severe that the parents can, can no longer take care of them. Wow. I don't, I think, I don't know what it's called. I don't know the technical term, but she's in upper management and mm. she watches, she cares for them as much as she cared for her brother. Yeah. So they just, yeah. they bring that into the world and mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Yes. I, I know I've, I've heard from so many parents sometimes that they, they, and even on our family retreat, one of the moms was bemoaning just, you know, how much her son is missing. And, you know, a lot of the moms rallied around her and just said, but what is he getting? Mm-hmm. That's what you have to look at because mm-hmm. he's getting a whole lot. And, um, and we don't always think about the positive impacts. We always look at the negative mm-hmm. um, of, you know, yes, sometimes we have to sacrifice, but um, in life, eventually we're going to have to sacrifice. Um, and so learning that lesson within a loving community that um, shows through their own example, what sacrifice looks like and how to do that well and, and to love people through struggles. Um, that's what yeah. you're, you know, modeling in your own house and, and they're learning from it. So, yes. But I will say they do argue. They oh do yeah. Argue. <laughs> they're not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. You get jealous. Yes. There's jealousy that happens. Why do you mm-hmm. show more attention to Naomi and not me? You know, that happens too. Right. But someone once said to me, sometimes it's good for siblings to argue because they learn how to work it out. They do. Yes. Yes. When I thought my boys would eventually kill one another and <laughs> then <laughs> we had a tactic of them. Yes. And eventually they, I didn't have to do anything anymore because I taught them how to, to actually negotiate and Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably too well. They can negotiate with me a lot. I can't get out of it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Don't, don't send your children to debate. <laughs> you will lose all the time after that. <laughs> I'm taking a debate class this year. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one of the other advantages that um, you wanted to touch on, um, and I'd love for you to talk about, is um, sharing your family's belief systems and yeah. how to connect what you believe, especially as a Christian, with your daily lessons in teaching, you know, preschool and and having a student with you know, a disability at that level too. And how does that all look for your family? And what yeah. what things do you have to share? So- I mean, obviously, we know in the public school, they're not going to be teaching a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So when it, what's nice is, model, well, modeling, it comes back to modeling again. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to be in the word. We're going to be doing scriptures. We're going to be doing holidays and festivals and stuff like that that yeah. are based in scripture. Mm-hmm. And she's a part of that. Um, yeah. Somebody, this is one of the things that, kind of sparked me into thinking more about this is I had a person comment to me that they felt like children with special needs were never going to be saved, which hmm. was the worst comment I ever heard, but it that, really that is about oh. that hmm. because <laughs> obviously that's not true. Right. The no. Mm-hmm. But then 
how do I need to adjust? I mean, obviously a preschooler, regardless if they are, you know, if they have special needs, they're not going to be learning hardcore apologetics and, you know, they're not going to be delving into Hebrew and the Greek. That's not going to happen. But how are we Mm going to be teaching them at such a young age at their level about who God is? Mm. I mean, I believe God's going to do most of the work himself, obviously. Yeah. But he's going to use us. And so I've been trying to focus on little things like, oh, look, God made this. Um, mm. showing her how we pray together as a family, mm-hmm. how we read the Bible together as a family. Um, a lot of her curriculum, so happy to learn, even though that is not a, I mean, it is the lady who wrote it as a believer, mm. uh, Christian, it's not based in Christian teachings. It's kind of general, but mm-hmm. we'll create books on our own. Um, mm. That will, that we have a book because that's the whole purpose of that curriculum where it says God made well, hmm. uh, you make your books, basically. So we have a God-made book. And so we go through hmm. God-made Hannah and God-made Naomi. And so we put hmm. those things in because I feel like she understands the concept of make. Oh, and okay. Make. Yeah. And we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about Play-Doh or if we're baking together or hmm. if we're growing mm-hmm. something, this is us making. Well, hmm. God made you. We'll talk. That's one of the big things I work with her on. Mm-hmm. And then also integrity and how we treat each other in the home, forgiveness. Yeah. You know, if somebody gets hurt, we show empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, I don't know. I don't, I think, I don't know what it is, but she's so full of love. Mm. And every single person she meets is her new best friend. Oh. <laughs> and so we go places. Like even yesterday, we went somewhere and she found a person. We went to like one of those jump places. Uh-huh. She found a girl there and just clung on to her the entire time. She was best friends. So just her showing empathy and love, mm-hmm. that, that is a fruit of the spirit. That's a trait, you know, right. that, yeah. that is biblical. And mm-hmm. um, I want to reward that. Um, we've gone through some of those. I I I love Ginger Hubbard. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> like we've done some of those things with the older kids, but I've brought a lot of her teachings down to Naomi, where I'm using some of those words like patience and mm. um, oh no, I can't think of any, but right now, but using biblical words, biblical vocabulary with her. Yes, uh-huh. so you can start to understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even more so we have to, it's not, it's not a separation of this is Bible time and this is school time, but even right. more so I'm trying to integrate those mm-hmm. things across everything. And I have that privilege right. because we homeschool, Yeah, so, but I'm more, mm-hmm. mind, I feel like I'm more thoughtful about it mm-hmm. and purposeful mm-hmm. because I mean, not that that comment was true, but it got me thinking thinking that I do have to do things possibly a little different. Right. Yeah. I mean, God's going to take care of it regardless. Exactly. And everything, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and obviously that statement is not true, but. Exactly. Yes. It was very thought provoking. Why does someone do that? Yeah. (laughs) Lack of understanding and just God's grace and how he works. And, you know, he made made each of our kids and and it, that doesn't surprise him that they would have I mean most of our kids have such that simple you know to have faith of a child 
that mm-hmm. that stays for the rest of their lives and what how beautiful that is we make we make religion and faith so complex that you know god is very simple about that and mm-hmm. um and actually our children with those struggles remind should remind us of that versus the opposite of well they're they're not going to be able to you know you have to get all those apologetics down and you know be able to to recite all the verses but you know what jesus loves me this i know yeah. <laughs> for the bible tells me so that's I it don't, i you don't foresee her having a debate on evolution and creationism like anytime <laughs> so <laughs> you know we can hold off on the apologetics <laughs> and, and we say hallelujah <laughs> Yeah, let's just talk about Jesus. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. yeah, it is refreshing. Um, and and yeah, to to just yeah to embrace that and to re- embrace that you can, you can integrate that that and to look at it that way as you know preschool anywhere the the beauty of homeschooling is to be able to integrate your faith. Um, yeah. And and I love that you pointed out too that it, it isn't just Bible time. Right. You know. Yeah. And yeah, it's how we, walk, how we treat people, just every mm-hmm. aspect of my life is inspired by him. So, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Those, those character traits you were talking about, you know, those, those are the, the simple ways to understand the nature of God and how it's lived out um, and how we're asked to live that. Um, and, and yeah, as you study it and point it out and all those things, it just, it makes it more real, touchable, you know, relatable. Um, when sometimes they just feel so abstract if we just talk about it, you know, in a book and say, well, yeah, this, this is some, a way we need to behave. And when we do this, yeah, it's more as we're doing sitting, standing anywhere we go. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, those are all amazing advantages. And you, you gave such a unique twist to each of them. I love that. Um, because, you know, sometimes we're like, oh yeah, we, you have a, you have the flexibility you have, yeah, the curriculum, all of this. And then, and then we kind of start delving into it, into the regular days and go, wait, because <laughs> then we, we have this, this structured view of what we should be doing. Um, but you gave us a beautiful picture of what that, that looks like in your family. So thank you for just being open and sharing, um, sharing that because, um, we often just get muddled when we start thinking about the details and, and how does that actually play out? Um, so I appreciate that and transparency. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you have some resources. I'd love for you to talk a little bit um, about that. And then we have some viewers on. If you have any questions um, for Leilani and um, want to throw those into the, the Facebook feed or the YouTube feed, we would love to, um, to entertain those um, at the end of the broadcast. And um, if you are just thinking preschool or we have general homeschooling question that you want to stump us with, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take you on. <laughs> so, so you gave me a couple links. Um, the first one is your website. What um, can our viewers find there? Okay. So I actually wrote a book. So my book is in there. They can also find links to my YouTube channel. I do a newsletter uh, once every two weeks. Okay. 
And let's see, I mean, there's lots of, there's, oh, I do evaluations, homeschool evaluations for the state of Florida, oh. which is the legal um, mm-hmm. by law. That's one of the things the state requires. It has mm-hmm. to be certified teacher to do it. And so yeah. I do it. <laughs> it's awesome. nice that I don't teach anymore, but I still mm-hmm. hold on to my certificate specifically so I can bless homeschool moms. And so it has oh, all my information awesome. about that in there for mm-hmm. Florida. And, um, you know, links, you know, uh, there's some resources, there's, um, like some, you know, just pamph- like things like handouts and, mm-hmm. um, how to organize your day, how to organize your portfolio, little printables. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have some of those on there. Yeah. And, okay. um, if you're listening to the podcast, um, the website is livingwitheve.com just yes. so you, cause you won't be able to see it on the screen for the um, show. So yeah, that's a, a lot of great. And, and the testing, I just, I want to point this out to parents that, you know, if you have a homeschool mom testing your kids, they have much better insight than those who are not homeschool moms. And because homeschoolers test different. And um, if it's an advantage to have somebody with a homeschool background that is testing, because they're, our kids just don't answer questions the same as public school kids do and the same the way the tests were created so sometimes they get answered a little bit different and usually testers know how to look for those types of things right and i actually so in florida you could do testing or you can do the portfolio Mm. so the portfolio is just like a flip through of their work but the testing i i've used the cat five in the iowa but my favorite Mm -hmm. tends to be the piot I don't know if you're familiar with the Peabody. Peabody, yes. My kids yes. use that because we were required to test in Minnesota. That was my favorite. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. I like that one because it's oral. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids don't, sometimes they feel intimidated. <laughs> I try not to be. But uh, it's more relaxed. It's not timed. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not qualified to diagnose anything. But when you give that test, not only can you see the holes in their, you know, if like mm-hmm. they're struggling with, division. It's going to show up and I can say, you know, they're struggling with division. Mm-hmm. But if there is dyslexia or dysgraphia, there's mm-hmm. like little signs through the that the the way the test is written that'll kind of highlight that. Ah. So then we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um it's happened many times where the parents have been so frustrated that they're right. excelling in this area. Well, then I give the test and we have that conversation that there could be a problem with this. Lo and behold, they get tested and there it is, you know, and the yeah. parents feel so relieved. They're like, exactly. Now I know what to do or where to mm-hmm. go. Yeah. So they get direction. Yeah. And that's one of, that's one of the benefits for getting your kid tested. Mm-hmm. So. It, it really is. Yes. Cause oftentimes, and especially those, those ones where they can kind of squeak by or, you know, and it's like, they're just being you know, uncooperative or resistant and we can, we can blame it or, or my teaching's bad, you know, (laughs) we either blame ourselves or the child, but we never think, oh, maybe it's just something that um, we need to start working on or accommodating for. Uh, But yeah, I remember when my son did a test and what a relief that the tester actually took me aside and said, noticed he got tired through the test. And she's Mm -hmm. like, that shouldn't happen. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause you know, we're so busy with all the stuff going on. We don't, we don't look for those patterns as much. Mm-hmm. And so the testing does really help. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then um, your YouTube channel, 
Yes. Living with Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what kind of videos do you, you have on there just so our oh audience? Has like 400 videos on there. <laughs> There's a very large collection of videos. It's everything from me sharing what it looks like in our home mm-hmm. to curriculum flip throughs. I do a lot. I'll even get deep and talk about struggles that I have, struggles mm-hmm. that other moms have. Um, we'll talk about therapies. I'll, I'll show what our physical therapy looks like. And I'll, I'll show footage of our aqua therapy. And, um, I talk about what it was like when I found out when my daughter had down syndrome, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of reality in there and a lot of tools. So it's just a mix, so to speak. And now, now I'm really focused in with my channel. We've been doing lives, um, where I'm talking about homeschooling from a biblical perspective Mm. and getting our minds like, because a lot of us were public schooled. Yes. We keep going back to those habits that aren't necessarily good for our kids because it's comfortable for us. And if we're really wanting to do biblical homeschooling, we've got to sometimes get out of that. So we've been, Mm. I've been talking a lot about that lately. Um, also with special needs, I think the the next one is going to be specifically geared to families that have children with special needs. Cool. So, yeah. 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 And that biblical perspective. Yes. De- definitely some, yeah. some uh, voices that need to be heard. So yeah. that's, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing that because yeah, it, um, there's just not a lot of content out there. But, yeah. But, I also yeah. have some funny videos too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. I mean, you know, it's home, yeah. it's homeschool, right? So. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> the things your kids say and the things that they do, <laughs> or the things, things that, that I do. do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we've, we've been there, done that. <laughs> so, oh well, yeah. So definitely make sure to uh, tap into to Eve's. Or to Leilani's <laughs> resources. I'm living with Eve, um, her uh, website, and then living with Eve, the YouTube channel that um, she has. So, um, well, thank you for just everything that you shared tonight. You. And um, this this was such a fun conversation. And okay. um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so good to talk about preschool and yeah, just, just in the dynamic you gave us too was, was how to do that with older kids as well. Um, which I think a lot of times were, that's when parents are just, you know, told, well, just give the kid toys, you know, (laughs) and, and teach the older ones. But when you have a student that is, you know, has a disability, um, some sort of special need, that you have to go above and beyond that. And, yeah. and you found a way to incorporate that all together and, and do it beautifully. So um, just thank you for, for sharing with us. Thank and um, thank you for all that you do. Um, it's, it's definitely a blessing to our community yes. to, um, to have thank you. you. And yeah, yeah, too cool. Um, and, and thank you audience for joining us this evening. I know this was a different time than we normally um, pop on, but um, it was Great to have you with us still. Normally we broadcast on Tuesday afternoons from 1230 to 130 Central. Um, next week, we're actually going to be bumping it up a half an hour early. 
or I'm going to be on the road and I have to give a presentation at 1.30. <laughs> so I guess noon to one and then I'm going to quick run <laughs> to, to the presentation I have to give in the hotel and after I leave my hotel room from doing the broadcast. So, um, so yes, you can join me on the road. Um, I'll be broadcasting from St. Louis next week and, um, and yeah, we're going to talk about preschool 101 with Julie, Julia Nally of BiblioPlan. And she has been working on this talk for over a year. She actually booked this almost a year ago. Um, but it's a new talk that she's just um, poured her heart into um, and a lot of research. And she's homeschooled our, all of her kids and developed um, the BiblioPlan curriculum, too. So um, she she's going to have a lot to share with us Um and so I'm excited to keep this conversation going um, this month. But yeah, so yeah. Any closing comments, Lilani, as we're taking off? Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Yes. Yes, because yeah, people always told me it's gonna go to, goes too fast, and I thought no, it's not. And now that I just graduated my youngest, I'm thinking yeah, it, it really did. <laughs> it's a season. It, it is. It's a season, and it shapes you as much as it shapes your kids. Mm -hmm. And it's worth mm -hmm. it. It's it's definitely worth it. So, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Thanks for, for joining us um, and and for just your continuing support of SPED Homeschool. Um, we are a, a 501c3 nonprofit. So if you visit our website at spedhomeschool.com, you can give a tax-deductible donation to us. Um, just click on the Donate button, and um, we appreciate that and appreciate your support for our nonprofit work. Um, and so... We'll see you all next week. Have a great week. God bless you all. And um, we'll continue the conversation next Tuesday. See you then. Bye, everybody. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.